Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah Jonathan Charney James, the Fat Man Stevens. Hello. And Rob, the old guy. You're listening to the Rob Charney Show. Yeah, it's me. I'm here once again. So we're going to start out with our typical thing is bringing out the dead. And this time we have a musical track, apparently. Um, I'm stopping that. That's getting annoying. Um, So Barry Newman, Vanishing Point and the Limey Actor died at 92. I think we did this last week. Uh, Breaking Bad uh, and Laundromat Manager dies at 52 of Mike B-A-T-A-Y-E-H. No idea how to say that. I don't even know what you're talking about. This is from Breaking yeah, Bad. What are you about here? I'm lost. I've never seen it. So, Paul Jeffrey, actor in Excalibur and Greystroke, dies at 68. And, see, Hossein Cosgrove Ali Vaziri, better known as the Iron Sheik, Iron Sheik has died at oh, 81. Wrestler? Yeah, the wrestler. Right? Yeah. So uh, he was actually born in uh, Iran in uh, 1942, later immigrated from a small village to the United States. And uh, massive, uh, if you never watched wrestling back in the day, he was really big as a bad guy. He uh, gimmickly, he turned Sergeant Slaughter to uh, say how evil the United States was. Mm. Or as some people have called him lately, stolen Valor Slaughter, which I think is hilarious. Well, he was never in the service, right? Nope, never. Yeah. So here, uh, here's a listicle. This one's for you, Melanie. Uh, I thought this was funny. 12 worst tasting beers people have voted. Best served by pouring down your sink. Now, I have a question for you. or I want you to think of the one beer that you think should be on this list. So, starting at number 10. (laughs) Any India Pale Ale. I actually agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, I thought the IPA fad was... I think it was just a fad. Yeah. I never really found any that tasted all that great. Mm-mm. Iron City, which is a proudly brewed in Pittsburgh, might be its problem. Where's our uh, Where's our new guest to come? Come it, on, he's from there, right? Yeah, if he shows up, well, I can't wait if to. He shows him. up, you have to bring that back up to him. So number ten, Pabst Blue Ribbon, the unofficial hey. beer, the unofficial hey. beer of hipsters nationwide. I- I refuse to accept that. <laughs> Comes from the PBR collector. Uh, this is so the unofficial beer of hipsters nationwide. Countless people believe that PBR is nothing more than cheaply made swill to enjoy by elderly mechanics and ironic college students. <laughs> <laughs> well, not an el- elderly. Elderly. I can't even. Clean light. I cannot say that I drink it much at all. I've I've had it. I'm not a beer fan, so I'm the wrong fuck was and is undrinkable to me. Admits <laughs> one beer drinker. Ooh. Ice House. Uh, I don't have to read these because some of these are funny. Another relic from many drinkers' college years. Ice House has a reputation for being bottom of the beverage barrel in terms of quality. So if you're attending college in Midwest and Bud Light was just too expensive for you, Ice House took up a permanent spot in your refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Heineken. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that one. I think Heineken is highly overrated. Yeah, I, I mean, I've drank it a few times. It's just not one that I go to ever. Here's one I've never heard of. Beer 30. I actually thought this was a joke, but it's not, apparently. 
Here, uh, here are words of advice. When selecting a quality beverage, never sh never shop at a dollar store. I got this beer from dollar store that had a big clock <laughs> can called. I love it. <laughs> called Beer Thirty reports one avid beer drinker. Oh my goodness! I have never tasted anything worse. What a shocker! That's funny. Budweiser. I've never liked Budweiser. Coors so Light. It's not Bud Light. It's Budweiser. I Bud right. Light, Bud regular beer. Bud White, Bud Lizer, they all taste like ass to me personally. Well, you don't like beer, so hey. who's going to listen to you? That's just true. Yeah. yeah. This is go. why this is why this section needs to be uh, needs to be sponsored by my favorite uh, my favorite adult beverage of choice. Any pumpkin flavored beer. Mhm. Mm uh and number 1, drum roll please. Any pumpkin flavored beer. I've never had any. But pumpkin you know, has a big yeah, it was one of those fat. I, it, to me, it's a fad thing where they started making all these seasonal beers for different tastes, and that was that period of time. And oh, let's throw some pumpkin in it and see if it makes any difference. To quote a former radio disc jockey, "Pumpkin flavored seems to be a, a flavor bully. So anytime you put it in there, that's the only thing you generally taste." So the thing about it is, is that a lot of these pumpkin flavor things, they're not strictly pumpkin flavor. They're just pumpkin with the freaking with cinnamon, nutmeg, coriander. Mm. It, it's the fuck it's the stupid pumpkin spice craze. <coughs> That's what yeah. it is. It's not necessarily the pumpkin flavor cuz pumpkin doesn't have that strong of a flavor. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. How, how, so, however, uh, unfortunately, just like every college white girl in, 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 in your favorite college town, I actually really like pumpkin spice spice lattes. You know, I, I like the pumpkin spice flavor stuff. I think it just doesn't need to go on goddamn everything. So, <laughs> was there any beer that made you think when you read this that should have been on there? And for me, it was natural ice. Steel Reserve. Old guy? Uh, any Coors product. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that made the list, so... <laughs> So I, I saw a picture I wanted to talk about because I thought it was funny. And let's see if I can describe it, if I can get to this picture. It was from one of my <coughs> groups I'm on Facebook. And it basically has a picture of music formats. And it said 1953, the record. 1963, the 45. 1973, eight tracks. 83, cassettes. 93 uh, is CDs. 03 is MP3 players. 2013 is Blu-ray. 2023, records. <laughs> yeah. So, anybody wanted to kiss? It all becomes new. So, uh, so uh, they've already saying cassettes are making a comeback. So, do you think sometime in the near future, eight track or MP3 players are going to make a comeback? I could see MP3 players. I'm not even sure I agree with the cassettes. I mean, when you have Laser to. Disc. <laughs> you know, I really, I really like the laserdisc format, though. To be honest with you, for the time, the quality was outstanding. It was, yeah. it was for the time. It was the, the only time. way to get true high quality video. It, it really was, and it was, it was popular with the with the, the the quality nuts up until the invention of DVD. Then that kind of went away. Believe it or not. Um, I recently found a copy, I swear, of the Titanic on uh, on Laserdisc. I believe it. 
<clears throat> which really shocked me. Let's see. Wow, you shock easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, a Friday. Um, I did you? I know John knows who he is. Rob, did you ever pay much attention to MMA? No, not really. Not my thing. Did you know the name Conor McGregor? Oh yeah, yeah. I saw where he punched out some mascot. Conor McGregor game, right? <laughs> mascot out <laughs> uh, during halftime. <sighs> for uh, I think it was the was it the Miami Heat. Yes, yeah. the Miami Heat. Heat. And uh, it was a halftime show where he was coming out to promote some new pain relief spray oh. called TIDL Sport. And so what the whole thing was is he was supposed to come out and just kind of give this, you know, mascot a little tap. Well, he went a little overboard and sent the guy to the hospital. <laughs> well, gee, you know, how would you like to be that guy in the mascot costume well, and say, hey, you know, Aaron McGregor's going to come out and just lightly tap so you. And are like, you saying Conor McGregor opened up a can of yeah, on him? Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm, so, I'm going to use that clip as much as I can. So he punched the he punched the mascot. The mascot fell to the ground, and then he punched him again, <laughs> and then sprayed him with the the pain relief spray, saying that he needs it. And the fans <laughs> hated it. They were booing Conor McGregor. This whole thing. So it was a whole publicity mess. Oh boy! And the guy got sent to the hospital, and he's not even allowed to even speak publicly about it. So it's, it's, oh, like, if this was supposed to be a comeback on your career, this is just <laughs> fail. And then on top of that, it fails for the product that he's trying to sell. Oh uh, yeah, I, I saw that story, and I'm like, oh my god, really? Did he just really beat this guy? And yet, yeah. <laughs> Little on the lawsuit that's coming from the mascot. Uh, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, like the mascot needs to sue the guy. I mean, yeah. it, it's just one thing, and then he gets beat. It's like this wasn't an MMA fight. <laughs> no. I, the, the only question, this is a stunt. The only question that I have is how much did Conor McGregor actually hold back? And by the way, I Conor McGregor is a known scumbag. So that that's not say that he he could have gone full throttle on this guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he probably went full throttle on it, but if you're a trained fighter and you come out to do, you know, some little spar thing, you gotta really hold back. Like one little pop, guy goes down, then you then you do your little spraying him with the stuff. You don't go down when he's on the ground and hit him again. This isn't an MMA fight. You don't keep hitting them when they're down. By the way, this no, is why they should have gone. Out. This is why they should have gone with a professional wrestler. They should have gone with, you know, some big name like uh, Roman Reigns, somebody else besides Conor McGregor, who actually knows how to pull his punches. Yeah. What a crazy. So, speaking of somebody in a lot of trouble, um, so have you heard that Arby's, uh, the one in uh, Texas, Houston, Texas, is actually in quite a bit of trouble and has a lawsuit against them. <laughs> and the reason why, why. <laughs> oh no, this is actually not a laughing matter on this uh -oh. one. This is actually one of every cook's worst nightmares. Uh-oh. A woman was locked inside a freezer mm. 
And uh, Louisiana wasn't Houston, Texas, but they're being sued. The Arby's franchise is sued in Texas. Mm-hmm. In Louisiana, $1 million in damages because the Arby's restaurant, the manager was filed with gross negligence for not fixing the freezer door for over nine months. Believe so it. The 63-year-old woman was locked inside a freezer until 10 a.m. the next morning where, get this, one of the worst things is her son found her. Oh, no. So she's dead, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's dead. You can't be in one of those freezers overnight and live, really. So you, I mean, as, as somebody who's worked on and off in the restaurant industry, what, do you know what the temperature of those freezers get to? Oh, yeah. They get uh, most of them when they're closed like this overnight, you come in and they're negative 20 at least. Oh, wow. Yeah. You do not survive that for overnight. Yeah. Her hounds were found bloody. It's just a mess. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. So that one is one that's like it's literally one of those nightmare situations for any cook is like you get in there and you can't get that freezer door open for anything you start to panic right away you know the 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 bad the bad thing about this is that you the jury or i'm assuming this will go to either criminal criminal or civil court it's the jury you have to decide how much is a human life worth and that's yeah. and, and then half the time the businesses play some sort of game and the people never get what they want. I mean, look at PG&E in California. Um, man, that's rough. I, 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 yeah. I'd, I'd be going for blood. Yeah, her family is pissed. And, and get, apparently this has been going on for over over nine months. They were talking about that they have to keep the door open with a box. I don't know if she failed to do that the box got bumped the door closed what mm. what exactly happened to get the door locked like that but i mean they have switches inside for emergencies but if that breaks you are literally yeah. screwed those doors are thick and oh yeah you're not getting out of that i think i would try to be tearing up the ceiling i would be doing something to get that thing i would but I'd she was probably- but she was in her sixties, right? I mean, the the the, the, the the depending on what shape she is, she might not have been able to even try to do anything. Yeah. It might have been right, right, man. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's exciting. Well, you want to you want to talk about that? Uh, that's not a joke either. I thought this was funny. This is from Engadget.com. Man allegedly allegedly used a Nintendo Duck Hunt gun to rob a convenience store. Police have arrested a South Carolina man after he allegedly robbed a convenience store armed with, guess this, a Nintendo light gun primarily used in the 1980s to play Duck Hunt, Hogan's Alley, Guns, Shoe, and others. The 25-year-old suspect allegedly made away with $300 in cash after donning a mask, with a wig, hoodie, sweatshirt, and aforementioned Nintendo. And basically, he, he, he spray-painted it black except the orange trigger. I, I don't know why. Um, and uh, he got in trouble and the original let's see using a fake gun to commit a crime is no joke and has been a serious issue since the since the uh, it's been a serious issue for decades I just this is the first one I've heard of where he's you know because usually they use one of those um, if it's not a real gun they're using an airsoft gun this first one I've I've heard of using a Nintendo light zapper well you know Nobody ever said crooks are smart, so but he got away with it. 
I mean, he stole the three hundred dollars, but he's he's in he's uh, in custody. I had a question though. Where was this again? Uh, South Carolina. I wonder what the CCW laws are there. I mean, he's lucky the guy behind the counter didn't have a real gun. So I had a question. Can you still get charged? Because if you commit a robbery without uh, a firearm, it's a different charge. And if you committed it, every state is different, but some states have imitation firearms laws, laws too. So if you use an imitation firearm, it's just the same as a regular firearm as far as the charges yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, it's intent. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd things. go with. It's intent. So he's intending to rob the place. So yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy. Okay, real right, gun or not? Yeah, real gun or not. So I've I've got a mental. I want you to mentally visualize this. All right. So you you guys know what the the guards at Buckingham Palace look like? They've got the big black their yeah. yeah. shakos and the red tunics and all that stuff. Well, they they also have a, a royal uh band right and so the the front rows in a lot of these style bands are usually trombones and then it goes trumpets and onward and onwards and forwards and whatever but so here's this they're they're sitting they're standing out there they're getting ready to play must have been a very very hot day out there on the royal ground somewhere where the band's getting ready to do their thing and they're standing the bands in this uniform you know the big Jayco, the big hat and, and the heavy tunic and it's it's really hot and they're standing there in a trombone and the guys are all lined up and this one guy in the trombone line just decides to uh he's had enough not really he fainted and he oh. killed killed right over right this blank okay. it's the ground i'm gonna give this guy a lot of credit because he came to as he's on the ground he's still on the ground and he's on his side and he's still trying to play <laughs> Give him a lot of credit for this. I had to watch the video on it. It was very good. So, I mean, he, he staggers to his feet. Okay. Yeah, he tried to keep playing while he was on his side. So it's like if, you know, if those uniforms are even like, king and country, man. <laughs> if those uniforms look as hot as some of those beef eater uniforms do, I couldn't imagine doing that in in any sort of hot weather. Yeah, well, you're right, and you know. I don't think England normally has a whole lot of hot weather, but they had a streak during this period of time where it was pretty warm for them. And uh, poor guy passed right out. Hmm. I, yeah, I, that's kind of terrible. I, I, it's kind of terrible. I I had to give him, you know, props, man. He just kept trying to get kept going. So, and then in the background, you can see the emergency guys running to try to get to him. He's already by the time by the time they got to him, he's already back up and standing and playing again it was kind of neat good on him i just i want i just wanted to give the guy a shout out because i thought he did great so i i i want to add another uh to my previous law enforcement one sonic employee arrested in new mexico after cocaine found in a hot dog ew <laughs> a, an employee of the Sonic Drive-In in New Mexico was arrested after he lost his bag of cocaine that somehow ended up in a customer's hot dog. <laughs> By the way, if the customer bit into it, it's like, man, this is just... <laughs> Police said the illegal narcotics were discussed to discover the, uh, the customer's recent Coney <laughs> purchase at Sonic. The substance was invertedly placed in the food at, uh, as Salazar was preparing the order, according to police. I had a question when I read this. Um, what was he doing with the baggie and preparing food? Was he going to take a hit 
when he was I, that's the thing like how does it end up and it doesn't discover it i kind of think that's probably what was going on but <laughs> it does say that he admitted to police that he purchased the cocaine from someone in the restaurant's parking lot i'm not surprised there's drug deals at the local sonic huh? that was the strange thing that was afoot at the circle k <sighs> that's a whole new one i was like kind of imagining like you know how they have those like cheese dogs with like the cheese inside the hot dog i was kind of thinking that's what it was you bite in and there's like a bunch of cocaine all throughout it that would be a very terrible surprise (laughs) (laughs) as you're wondering why does it taste so awful that a couple of minutes later why are you so wired you know if an old guy but like me gets that hot dog it could kill me yeah (laughs) yeah exactly i mean it could it definitely could good so did you guys hear that Dwayne Johnson, <clears throat> the Rock, oh. is actually a defendant against a three billion dollar kidnapping suit. Huh? Oh yeah, Th- this is actually really happening. So, Dwayne Johnson is among a, a numerous amount of people who are being. Uh, indicted <gasps> under a $3 billion oh, yes. kidnapping lawsuit. I know this. Now, I, I will get into the list of who is in there with him because it gets kind of strange. But um, the the person that's suing him is uh, Trinesha, I think that's how you pronounce it, Biggers, a.k.a. Raka Khan, who is also <laughs> a former wrestler. Ah, so, I couldn't tell by that name. So what happened and why she's claiming that she was kidnapped is um, she was one of the most wanted fugitives in the city of El Paso, Texas. Well, that's saying a lot out for her arrest that was in, uh, pertaining to ch- a child custody order. Anyways, so, you know, they finally caught her and all this stuff and she was claiming kidnapped. So she was out running from the cops and gets caught. And now she's saying that she was kidnapped over this whole thing along with her children. So during this whole thing, it comes out that this is a 50 page lawsuit. And the reason why it's 50 pages is because of the damn names on it. (laughs) So she's got Dwayne Johnson on there. The Miz, Nikki Belly, Nikki Bella, Maurice, Heath Miller, Mark, Jindrak, and those are just some of the beginning names, and then we get into the Texas governor Beto O'Rourke, so and Jimmy Carter's in there as well. <laughs> the the nearly sure ninety-year-old former president. Not sure who that really is, but it's also got Chris Benoit, who's I'm pretty sure is dead. Uh, Michael Jordan, Reverend <laughs> Al Sharpton, and it continues on to actually include companies like Publix, Cash App, Venmo. Facebook, Instagram, Medicaid. I'm not going to go through all of them. It's a little weird. U-Haul, Home Depot, PetSmart, Petco, Best Buy, Kinko's, Gold's Gym, Nike, the Chicago Public Schools, PNC Bank, the NFL, WNBA, Pentagon Office of the Inspector General, TMZ, and this, and it keeps going. 
So I'm not going to go through all of them, but I mean, those were some of the weird ones that I'll... I'll wow. I've, I've heard of people blaming so, Medicaid for a lot of things, but kidnapping is not one of them. <laughs> I, you know, at first I was like, wait a minute, The Rock's in a $3 billion lawsuit. What's going on here? And they're kidnapping all this stuff. And then I start going through all these names and all these companies, and I'm like, how has a judge not thrown this out yet? Yeah, it's a good question. And <clears throat> how did she find an attorney to write this thing? <laughs> right? That's the other thing. I would take that attorney's no, license I, away. There's one question. <laughs> it, was it pro bono? <laughs> well, Cause, cause, he's even dumber. He even deserves to lose his license even more. Because because if he's, if he's getting paid, I could totally go into, up to a judge and say, Your Honor, she matched my price. <laughs> How much are you getting? I don't think you have any money anymore. <laughs> and uh, mm. and, and to, to be honest, there there is you know wrestlers are known for for doing stupid stuff and being uh, scam artists. But I have so a feeling you, this is not the greatest wrestler of all time. This isn't uh, so a good scam. Do you think it's a brain damage? <laughs> yeah. Maybe she got dropped on her head too many times. It's got to be something. Maybe she just was, you know, yeah, it's got to be that. Or or maybe, you know what she is? She's the wrestler that's so bad that everybody in the locker room's like, you're the amazing, you're the greatest. And they just ribbed her out of the, out of the, the career. I, I think it's like, she needs to be, you know, I think she needs a therapist. She needs somebody to come in and actually assess her or something. Because it sounds like, to me, it sounds like paranoid schizophrenia. I mean, you got Jimmy Carter in there, for God's sake. I mean, come on. And Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit's been dead. I don't even know if he was around during the time that all this stuff with her does running it, from the cops and everything was going on. Does it say what wrestling company she worked for? Oh, uh, well, I'll have to go back and see. But I think she was WWE? She had to be a TNA yeah. or there's no well, way she's a, a WWE person. No, okay. So that's the personality she was listing. Let me go back and see if it actually says what company she was with. But yeah, I'm just looking at it and it's like, this is just insane. So, uh, just this former wrestler doesn't say which company in she, the article, she, I'm, but I'm sure we can. It's got to be TNA. Uh, total nonstop action, if any, or Impact Wrestling, um, because there's no way with a name like Raka Khan that the WWE is going to actually let that pass the smell test, just because that's so close to Shaka Khan, who at this point has probably has a pretty big bank account. Oh, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say I'd have to probably Google that. Um, Some people will sue for any reason, <laughs> for any time, for any kind of thing. Oh, so. Yep. Uh, TNA, yeah. Yeah. So I was oh. Right. oh, she was also in WWE. Really? And she competed in the WWE Divas Search too. So. Oh, this okay. So she, so probably she, uh, she, yeah. So probably she was in there for a for a minute. Uh, she debuted in 2005 and retired in 2011. Yeah, she was in WWE for a hiccup. They probably realized she was either awful wrestler, yeah, or crazy. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I think the sur- I think questioning sanity is required to be a wrestler. <laughs> mm, true, but I just you know I just look at the list of names that she came out of with, and I'm like, did she just like go through the phone book? By the way, can this be a, can this be a lifetime movie special at some point? I want to see this just because it sounds funny. 
Um, so talk about and that. You in- could, and, and what a great idea. We'll shop this thing. And you can get all these cameos. <laughs> you can get, look at all the people we could get to do cameos in this movie. <laughs> right. So there's, there's an interview uh, coming up by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, action star, uh, millionaire, uh, thousand titles. It sounds interesting. He actually talks about his father in this interview. And this particular oh, one, on I don't know. I don't remember. It just the the thing I talked about. I saw it just as he talks about it. I didn't see where. But Arnold Schwarzenegger hasn't been particularly open about his father, who is an, who was a Nazi, and um, something that when he was running for office that that came out to light. And I I I want to find this interview because. It's the first time that in length he's actually sat down and talked about it. And this article is from the New York Post on the June 6th, if you anybody want to read it. It's actually a really great article. Actually go to Interesting SHT on Facebook. It's where we dump our stories. Um, but it's super interesting. He talks about his father being, a, uh, I think he said he was, a, he was an alcoholic, so you never knew what father you were going to get. That you know, you never knew if you're going to get the loving father or the abusive. He talks about his brother who died from alcohol. I don't remember if it's uh, from a crash or poisoning, um, but it's it's a super interesting read, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this interview. Yeah, I hadn't heard about it. I know there was a... Uh, ah, here it is. The A-Lister... There's a documentary I saw about Arnold. I don't know if there's stuff in there from that. The A-Lister admitted that his father, a Nazi party, uh, party official, has described him as a tyrant and might have suffered from a myriad of mental health struggles. He was buried underneath a building, rubble for three days, and on top of that, lost the war. He recalled his father. They they went home depressed. Austria was a country of broken men. I think there's the times my father really struggled. And it's just, it's an amazing article because Schwarzenegger's a very interesting cat, you know, because you know all this public stuff about him, but there's so much stuff that happened earlier in his background or his career that you just never hear about. So um, anything that comes about the guy, especially since he was a, always a favorite actor of mine. <laughs> that's not saying much <laughs> he's not a great actor uh, you know but so to, to be honest it's just like uh it's like lars ulrich you don't have to be an amazing drummer to have hits you're just what that 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 band needs because so look lars ulrich want, isn't neil pert all right fine go go ahead so, you know and i know a lot of people he was great in the Tumor, terminator movies and he played himself basically the running man True right. lies. Well, you want to know what's really bad is this latest. I don't know if it's HBO or where it's at. It's called Fubar. It's Fubar, all right. Yeah. It's yeah, terrible. You know, I watched a few minutes of it and I haven't gone back to it to be honest. I I went a couple episodes in and I went this this is I even if I was bored to tears, I don't think I'd finish. You, you know what he's doing? So it doesn't get better. He's phoning <laughs> it in. Boy, However, it's, it's not. You know what they need to do now though? They need to, they need to do King Conan from Conan the Barbarian. Because if you actually read, I've I've read a little bit about the bat the, far as the the Conan of the Cimarron, which all that stuff is taken, and you they need to do that where he's the old, the old warrior king, and I think they could do that well. And since that's one of his beloved movies, I think he would do well in it. And he's never been a great actor. Either, well, the thing that made Conan it. Conan good is that he didn't have any lines. He had lines, just not many. <laughs> he had sentences. 
like me, Conan, that strong. <laughs> You're thinking of played a role as like handsome stranger or something like that, and he absolutely had no lines because he couldn't speak a word of English. Hercules, there. Hercules of New York, where you saw Arnold Schwarzenegger and they dubbed him with some hippie dude, like, "Hey, That's dude, right. what's up?" Hilarious movie if you've never seen it, by the way. Because it's it, it's totally odd watching some really strange voice come from <laughs> come out of Arnold Schwarzenegger's mouth. <laughs> Arnold. All right, I'm gonna try one here. Wait, another listicle. Hold on. Bye. No. Before you do that, where's the? We got a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. The game where dignity is overrated. Make sure you go to O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com or selected stores. Make sure you use MADTRIO, all caps, all one word, for 10% off your final order. Make sure you tell Miss Audacity herself that the MADTRIO sent you. Do you want to keep up to date with the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Make sure you go to themadtrio.com or check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Your turn. Please. So, uh, <clears throat> a listicle for Melanie. Uh, 11, 11 offensive things that were acceptable 100 years ago, but not so much anymore. So let's see. We'll go through this together because I didn't really read this. Wait, wait, hold on. Uh, but before it starts, the list that Rob is reading it has no inflection or ref, uh, of reflection of we, Matrio Podcast, Real Flix Views, or Guide Tech, or anybody else. We disavow any bad words, racism, etc. that may come from said list. <laughs> okay. Continue on, Rob. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say anything now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm just covering our basis. It's like you know, getting signing one of those. Uh, uh, I you will not sue us things. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need to start the whole thing out with that then, because I'm sure somebody's offended already. Uh, okay, so what was it? Eleven offensive things that were acceptable 100 years ago. I, so we we go from outhouses to in houses. <laughs> Basically, I think they were. They were both at the same time anyway. I mean, sometimes, you know, there was a bucket inside the house. So, that was offensive. I'll agree with that. Dear Liza, dear yeah. Liza. Um, radioactive elixir. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, so for a period of time, people, and this was 100 years ago, remember, they're, they're aiming that. People were obsessed with putting it in everything that uh, from radium water to and toothpaste to all kinds of stuff, which... In hindsight, probably wasn't a great idea. Radioactive toothpaste. Hell, let's make our teeth really fall out fast. That's uh, so corporal punishment. There mm. was a precursor to teeth whitening. You want it bright? Now close in the dark. Mm. Probably. Then falls out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, corporal punishment. I don't understand. What is that? Why was that offensive? I think we still need it. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it depends on the, your definition of what corporal punishment is. Eh, good smack in the back and there never hurt anybody. Well, they they just don't want they just they just don't want Catholic priests quiet for a minute. Go, hey, wait a minute! I remember the day in school, <laughs> coaches 
the coaches would be the ones the the you know the doll up the punishment with a paddle you know the size of a tennis racket with holes in it to really let the wind whistle through it and give you a good sting <laughs> well how about if, if if it comes back we just let we can't let it happen in catholic schools those kids have taken enough punishment <laughs> that's true yeah they were born in a catholic family <laughs> yeah i don't know how this is offensive not graduating high school 100 years ago it was more acceptable than it is today but that's not offensive yeah, I don't know anybody up in like like you know up in arms like pitchfork and axe handles angry that somebody didn't graduate high school. Nah, I, sometimes you got to wonder about these people who write these lists. Uh, <laughs> thinking the Milky Way is the universe, our universe. I, I, I and I, I'm not offended by that. Is there really somebody who that that's the cross they're going to die on? It's not the universe. I is this is this generated by by, by AI? I'm getting to wonder. <laughs> Asbestos, yeah, that's offensive. Yeah, I. Sad, but offensive. Wow. So this. Why is this, this thing? Is this just? I don't know. I I have to be uh, honest. When it comes to list of offensive things, none of these are really offensive to me. I could say a number of things. It'll be offensive to almost everybody. <laughs> it wouldn't I'm be included on the list. Like, is this, is this I don't know. supposed to be like outdated things? I, I don't know. They, they, you know, they, it's titled wrong. Although this next one, gun clubs in schools, I'm sure is offensive, offensive to some people. That's not a, offensive to me, but in today's society, I'm sure somebody, what? You have a gun club in a school? That, a gun club children? That's at least the one thing I could see people being super offended out. So, yeah, okay. so that's the first one. Oh, well. All right. Institutionalizing women. <laughs> it's not offensive to me at all. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... See the first comment at the beginning of this segment. Yeah, there'll be one. Uh, what's the first one? Be Melanie. <laughs> no, she would come on here and harass you. Why are you laughing at get you over that one. <laughs> no, you know what? I know a number of women that say yes, they need a break from their husbands. So it, it depends on who you yeah, ask. Yeah, fine. Opium? How's opium offensive? I don't know that's a good idea. But... I mean, we still use opium for a lot of things in hospitals. and Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that can't really yeah. be offensive. I mean, uh, how about this one? Now, this one may be spittoons. Yes, I would call spittoons offensive. My mother would well, probably punch somebody for, for using something as a spittoon in her house because I know she's threatened in the past. So, what I find offensive is getting out of my car all over this county and finding freaking chew thrown all over the freaking parking lots. That's what I find offensive. So, I think they should use this spittoon in their damn car and leave their fucking chew in there. By the way, the same thing with the cigarette butts. Yeah, that's it. You, you know who I miss, though? I, I have to admit, I do want, miss watching people chew tobacco on uh, baseball, mainly because it's what they did when I was young. Wink, you know. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Wow, that was the most least offensive offensive list in history. No kidding. The only thing yeah, offensive on that the, the only thing on that list that I know at least a handful of people that'd be pissed off about was the gun clubs in school. I, I know a number of people who are from friends with that give me enough shit for being a gun owner. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of don't think. 
think I, I mean why aren't so I would have joined a damn gun club in school. I mean, that would have been fun. You know, I know my Well, yeah. But you know, the the whole thing is you mentioned guns to some groups now and they just they go crazy. What they forget about is that these gun clubs teach safety, teach proper yeah. gun handling, teach sportsmanship, they teach all kinds <clears throat> of things. And it's all the stuff that we really need. Instead of hiding it, it's the old forbidden fruit situation. Instead of hiding it, come out and teach it, teach safety, teach respect, you know, all of the things that need to be taught. But yeah. Mm. So my, I, my I, dad was telling me that, you know, him and his brothers used to be able to take their little 22s to school and they could leave them at the school while they went and did their classes and everything. So they'd go out and do little shooting after school. Yeah. And it wasn't a big deal. They the uh, teachers would either lock them up or they fifties and sixties. It was it was common. I mean, yeah, I took so my right. my little twenty two gun stock to wood shop to refinish it. Yeah, I so I, don't, I think our culture of being afraid of firearms and things like that is just it's really kind of disconcerting because you know it just it brings a bad connotation to a tool rather than the person who's using it for bad. Yeah. So that's where I'm at on it. I, I don't think a gun or a knife is a bad thing. It's the person who's using it that Here, can either be good or bad. Here's so the thing that I've I've had okay. arguments. Um, I've actually had arguments with Ryan uh, about this, even though he's a pro gun. Is it's the it's the you know it's the people issue. It's like you know you and I would argue. Yeah, obviously, if you kill someone with a hammer, the hammer's bad. It's not the person. It, it's I mean, it's the person. It's not the hammer. And I think that's just part of a conversation that we've had over and over again, where we're having. It's the the gun violence, the the falling apart of nuclear family, and I would argue whether it's you know a traditional family or non traditional family. I just think it, it's a part of a, a sick culture that all of this is coming to a head. And I, yeah. I, I think as soon as people realize that, you know, like uh, I heard somebody the other day say the, the major thing that's missing in today's culture is something I believe in is basic respect. And it's not like when I was a kid, the old folks would demand, you're going to respect me, which means, you know, like, oh, you're going to give me top level respect automatically. It's like, no, the guy was saying, you just got to be nice. Don't be a dick. And I think that's missing from today's culture. Yeah. I think it's that and accountability. Take it, take and take your, you know, take responsibility for your own damn actions. Oh no, no totally. I mean, it, it's a hundred percent. I think there's so much more. I think the internet is a net negative in society. As much as I love it, I think the negative side is everybody treats the what the their online life to in real life. You know, they they call they say horrendous things to people in real life, and. And at some point in time, somebody's going to punch you in the face for it. You know, it's like if you're a white guy, you call a black guy the N-word. Eventually, you're going to find a black dude who's just going to wipe the floor with you. It's, you know, I just don't get it. <clears throat> and the gun thing, to me, is is ridiculous because it's a total worldview difference. Is like friends of mine who are on the left, they'll say, oh, if you get rid of guns, it should solve most of the issues. I would say, but... If somebody wants to do that enough, they're going to find another tool. Like, wasn't there a Japanese guy who stabbed 28 people or something like that a number of years ago? If, if you want to cause yeah. harm and mayhem, or or look at one of the, the biggest, like, uh, uh, was it Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, who just died. He's... He's a he's a victim of the United States government, MK Ultra, and he killed a ton of people. I mean, it's, that's come on. 
It's the it's the guy. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I don't know. It's just it's things like you know Rob's little list. I mean, yeah, there's I I don't know. I mean, it just kind of sounded like. It's old things that have trended out or we found out that are bad for us or things like that was mostly what I think I heard on the list. Nothing offensive. It was a poorly titled listicles. So if you were going to call it something, what would you have called it? Because it's definitely not offensive to me. I don't know. uh, Old times have changed. Yeah, times have changed. That, that sounds better. Or there you go. Maybe I'm just not sensitive enough. I mean, I've been friends with James for a long time, so that sensitivity has <laughs> it's kind of been burned away a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about AI? <laughs> We've talked about it a little bit. Uh, there's a there's a growing number of companies that are have been split. Like Apple basically banned. Uh, their employees from using like Chad GT, Chat GTP or whatever, and there's a number of companies like Microsoft that have embraced it. Um, Elon Musk is notorious; like he's not a fan of it, even though he has a company that's doing it. Um, what do you think? Um, I'm not bothered necessarily by AI. I think we need to be a little bit careful in how we how we use it because I mean you have. The ones that we've talked about that are kind of like, you know, they're, they're doing their own thing now. Like the one that was, you know, trying to get around CAPTCHAs that I talked about. Or, you know, so I think in that trend of making it too smart is the problem. But I don't know how we go get around that. I don't know how we keep it stupid to the point where it's helpful to us but not too smart to where it's going to take on a life of its own that's the problem that's what you know sci-fi has been uh making movies uh books um things about for years is ai that we were creating to be smart for a purpose that became too smart I mean that that there's a whole whole mass amounts of billions of dollars that have been made off of that concept. So, I have an idea. How do we do that? Um, this is, by the way, what I'm about to say is based off a Halo novel, the video game novelization. In the Halo universe, such such thing is called a dumb AI and a smart AI. The the dumb the the dumb AI basically in its field, it's incredibly intelligent, but it's very limited and narrowed within its field and there's a smart ai and the smart ai in this game is cortana where there's no limitation but the 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 limitation of that smart ai AI is it only lasts seven years before it dies so i guess the question is you'd have to figure out a way is it and i like the dumb ai is you limit its field of focus so you can only you know you can only do xyz i I think that's the only way you can limit because if you if you have a full throttle ai eventually it'll become sentient in its own way i think yeah but i mean how do how do we in our in our culture do something like that i mean how are we gonna make an ai that you know is smart enough to to accomplish x y and z and then shut itself off after Uh, i mean do we just do a fail safe in there 
I don't think but you can. That's it, what I'm kind of curious about. It, it's not within human nature. I think in theory you'd have to figure out how to program that, and hopefully it's not smart enough to override that. But it's not within right. human nature. Right. We like we, we like going to the next level, and we like pushing it. Yeah. Rob? Yeah. You're quiet over there. Well, I'm quiet because I'm debating this whole AI thing. And, you know, on one hand, on the surface of it, you look at it, you kind of go, you know, it, it's nowhere near the point of we have to be worried about it yet. However, at some point, could it be? Didn't yeah. Isaac Asimov he came out with his rules of robotics and the whole idea that you have to if you, you give anything intelligence, you have to uh, make sure that it understands that, you know, humans are different, that, you know, do no harm. And about what's harm, I mean, because we are already doing a part of it when, you know, we have military drones already and they're going out there and they're killing people and it involves a fair amount of AI. So I'm sitting here going, you know, what's, where do we deal with this? Where do we draw the line? How deep do we need, you know, do we need to really look into this? And can we get everybody to buy into uh, making sure that whoever develops and writes the programs, because that's basically all AI really is, is still, you know, somebody's written the program to get it to start, right? It's like, um, yeah. uh, like flint on a flame, you spark it and it starts, then it takes a life on its own. I don't, so, I don't think you could get everybody to say yes to that. Well, see, there's the problem then. If you don't yeah. get everybody to buy in, and I mean everybody, then it's, basically even the discussion's mute. Because you it's, know somebody's always going to abuse it. It's the same argument as the, all the environmental laws in the United States. Like, oh, it's fine if it's, oh, it's it's good if we do it, but if none of the else, the rest of the world doesn't do it it doesn't amount to anything the only thing we're doing well, is hurting our own economy thing with the right. whole, you know i mean with you know the the nuclear weapons out there you know we had to get everyone on board right you know so i mean how do we do that with our <laughs> scientific community well you know what may happen i mean if you if you're going to use let's use the model of of the, uh the nuclear weapons pack the assured destruction type of idea if that same thing that same level we're looking at for ai then maybe the powers that be will step up and say okay we've got to control this somehow and how do we go about it and in the big brains might figure out a way to do it the problem still is which we're always still worried about to this point is the rogue nation or, or the rogue individuals oh, whatever yeah. it may be right that's going to be the same for ai so well, see, that's the problem is because this is something where, I mean, with, you know, the major weapons like that, I mean, you need access to uranium. Not everybody can have access to uranium. Program. <clears throat> that's something anybody can do in their basement or their closet. You know, you all, we all have access to electronics and I mean, circuit boards, all that stuff is not something that you know is advanced as you know nuclear physics so that's the problem is somebody in their backyard could get a hold of a few things read a few books <coughs> start creating their own ai granted it probably won't be as smart or anything like that but i mean eventually that stuff can get out you know, it's like the Stut Stutnex virus the United States invented. I, yeah, I. 
Yeah. This is a discussion that I think we're going to have for a long time to come. And as as the uh, knowledge of how to do these things grows and expands and becomes bigger, it's also going to be its own entity at that point. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Man, I... Uh, this is such a horrible conversation too. Mainly, and the only reason I say that is because somebody who grew up in the the eighties and eighties. If, if you've never watched post 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 apocalyptic movies, I'm sorry, I started drinking earlier today. Um, that was one of their main thing, like the um, rogue superpowers, AI, you name it. And I just, I don't know, it, AI scares Blade, the hell out of me. Blade Runner, Blade Runner, Terminator. It's, it's here the latest. Um, speaking of Blade Runner, did you hear that Harrison Ford came out and said that? Uh, can't remember the name of his character. In Blade oh, I can't Runner, but but anyway, he you know he hunted the rogue robot robots or whatever you want to call them androids. Whether they were right, right, he was he was a cop that supposedly hunted these guys. Did you know he came out and said the theory was is that he was also an AI? Yeah, but he wasn't yeah. human. Yeah. They said that he was a uh, one of the I forgot what they're called the robots. Yeah, I I, I heard yeah. that a number of years ago, and somebody went in when I heard it went really in de- depth about. It. I'm like, oh, that's actually a really good theory. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> so who knows? Will these movies come true? Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, they're they're like I was saying in the beginning of this whole discussion is. You know, the sci-fi community has probably made hundreds of millions of dollars off of this rogue AI concept. I mean, you even have what, Weird Science? Weird Science is another one about AI, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sort. This is, uh, uh, you know, fifty the 50s uh, sci-fi writers. Yeah. You know, they Johnny really started. Guy. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's, it's been thought about for a very long time. And it's. Oh, yeah. We're, you know, we're coming up on it. Where is it possible, and what will it become? Well, I mean, the the one that trips me out is the the one that I was talking about recently, where it was lying to a whole nother service to get the captcha done. Mm. You know, I remember that yeah. story. I, remember. Yeah, I did. Yes, what was uh, I think was it Chat GPT or something like that? What yeah, I, I think it was. Right. Yep. Yeah, where it's like calling a whole nother service to get around this capture, and I'm just like, that's that's a really interesting story to read. Where it's already self aware enough to be like, no, I'm not this. I'm something else. You know, I'm a cat. <laughs> you know. You know, yep. there's there's something that you guys are reminding me of of this conversation is there's a number of artists. Um, that have basically come out against AI art, AI music, AI anything like that. And right. I actually, as somebody who's always been big into music, I I agree. I mean, they. one of the things I think about humanity, one of the good things is our creativity. Now, I don't know if there's anything else out in the universe, don't care, not my trip. Um, but I, I don't think art can ever be completely new by AI. It can change it twist it look at data for example in star trek and that's the one thing i hope never really comes out i miss real music and i I say real music because there's it seems like everybody who's popular everything's using all these fancy tools and autocorrect and music's not dirty anymore 
like in, in the old guy's day, music well, was dirty. Like yeah. they practiced a lot, but if you had a good ear, you could hear where, oh, the guy missed a note or the guy did this and everything's too perfect now. It's too clean. Well, you know, that that's the downfall with autotune, right? I mean, it's everything's perfect pitch and it's like, mm, the soul's taken out of it. Yeah. Um, I just... I don't know. And, and I think music is such an integral part. Anybody who loves music, you'll, you'll, they'll tell you that music is, is the one, one of the few universal things that touches everybody's soul. And it really concerns me as somebody who's a lover of said music that it will be bastardized that way. It, it bothers me a lot. I don't think it's the one thing I think AI should be definitely banned from doing or, every, or, or make it, give it, you know, give it a scarlet letter. Yeah, this is fake. This isn't real. This is a mashed up AI music type of thing. There are services, by the way, that are banning AI art. That if it's not, if it wasn't created by human hands, it's not art. Well, you know, I think, yeah, there, there was a guy I read a while ago that was on one of those Reddit forums and he was sharing his art on there. And then he got banned because they believed it was too good and it was AI. So, I don't know. I, I think, and yeah, he had to sit there and argue with them and try to get back <clears> in, and then they banned him and just completely wouldn't even talk to him anymore because they thought his art was too good to be anything but AI-generated. So, I don't know. I think there is a point where, yeah, it's nice to hear some of the fallible stuff in... in in human creations of art, whether that be actual drawings or music or, you know, writings or anything like that. But I think it's kind of a stupid thing that we give art to AI. Why, why are we doing that as a culture? I see things where they're like, oh, I described this to an AI and this is what it came up with. Why are we doing that? Why are we using AI for these things? Yeah, 100%. So... I, I would say, this is a bit of a sidebar, but I heard somebody say something a while ago that modern children lack the imagination of their forefathers because they have video games that have such tremendous quality. And that sparked something in me as somebody whose imagination is always a giant part of his childhood, whether I'm reading books, listening to music, even playing video games to some degree. I just, I don't know. I, I, I just hate the fact we're taking the soul out of everything. Yeah. yeah. We will discuss this more in the next episode. <laughs> Probably. So, does anybody have anything else to round out this episode? I've got one other thing. So, IBM is being sued for an IT worker who was on six on sick leave for 15 years <laughs> for not getting a raise of 60 a raise for his $67,000 a year salary while he was <laughs> off work for 15 years. Yeah, he <laughs> was uh, he went on sick leave 15 years ago on IMB uh, or IBM and he was on there for leukemia, and he was receiving uh, 54,000 pounds, which equals out $67,000 a year, 
And he was upset because over those 15 years that he was being given $67,000 a year, he never received a raise. Stupid question number one. And the U.S., if you do, uh, and I don't remember this by heart, but if you go on disability, which I'm assuming that would be, I don't think you get your full pay. So since this is in England, do you get your full pay after like continually? That's amazing. I guess so. But well, the thing was, is IBM worked to deal with the guy said um, that we're going to give you this money because you're going on the chemo. came to agreement with him. <clears throat> when he went on, he had stage four cancer, and they gave him seventy five percent of his salary. So it's not full pay of what he was getting, wow. but it was seventy five percent of what he normally gets. I don't know what disability is here, but there was an agreement that he reached with IBM, and then he came back after you know fifteen years and said, "Hey, I never received a raise yeah. <laughs> for all this work I never did." Well, hey, you know, you you know, if if you don't ask, I just honestly, I'm surprised you didn't get fired. I mean, you think after 15 years, you'd be say we have done it long enough. You know, we're handling it. I I just because that's what happened in the States. Oh, you've had leukemia for six months. Bye. You know, type of thing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wow. 15 years. I think, you know, I mean. I think I would have just been okay with the $67,000, but the guy is sitting there saying that, you know, um, life and things go on and, and he just needed more money. So we, as we, we, we've established that this is not in the United States. No, he was, was one of those, uh, um, it workers out of country and he lived in, sure. Uh, the UK, so that's what. Yeah, we're yeah. all right. So yeah. who knows what the laws are there? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, the judge over country. there threw it out. Oh, they did throw it out. Well, yeah, what do you said, know? He said that it, it's a, uh, it was an agreement reached between you two, and as far as he's concerned, the the agreement that they reached is more than generous. Oh, okay. How- <laughs> yeah, which I kind of I can't say it's not. I mean, sixty sixty seven thousand dollars a year to sit on your ass. Yeah. Does he still work for IBM? (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he works for IBM and he's still, still, he's still employed. He still gets his six. Wow. Now, now he's got stage four leukemia, so he may not be around much longer. No, that's kind of what they, I'm sure that's what they were thinking, but that was 15 years ago that he said stage four leukemia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who knew you could live for 15 years with that? How about that? Good on him, I guess. Anyways, he wanted to provide financial security for his family and send his son to university. I'm like thinking, like you could probably move to a smaller place, right? There's got to be something good. Good on him for, um, for for making the deal, though. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I'm thinking that's like some balls on him to sit there (laughs) and at home all all those years and then be like, I. There's like some raises that we need to have. Yeah, that's some that's some brass balls right there. That really is. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pariah, the Fat Man, and the Old Guy, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>